It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Hope it is starting off right. It's a little uh, muggy out there this morning. So make sure you put on some extra deodorant. Maybe maybe bring an extra shirt with you to work. Just driving here. I don't have air conditioning in my car. It hasn't worked in a couple of years. I put it in to be fixed last year. And they're like, oh, we got it all fixed. Everything's great. And then... Well, they were fixing a bunch of stuff. So this wasn't like the primary reason it went in. They were just like, oh, we think we can just take care of that. It, it wasn't anything I paid for. It was just something that they looked at while they were servicing the rest of the vehicle. And they're like, oh, we, we, we got it working. It's working now. Oh, cool. Great. Got in the car, turned it on, hit that air conditioning button, got blasted with the nice cold air. And I said, ah, this is great. And it was last year during one of the heat waves last summer. And I started driving down the road. I got maybe a mile down the road, and then it, the air conditioning crapped out. So I went to AutoZone, had them, you know, take a look, and it was, oh, you just popped the fuse. Okay. Changed the fuse out, drove down the road, popped the fuse again. So I was like, okay, this is going to be something that's expensive to fix, so I'll deal with it when I have the the time and the spare money. And that hasn't happened in but 12 months now, so... We'll see. We'll see if, uh, if I get it going this year, but I just use nature's air conditioning. Put down the windows, which is great because then, like, people call me while I'm in the car. I don't answer the call. I don't take the call. Sorry, my windows are down. I, you won't be able to hear me. I won't be able to hear you. Got to drive with my windows down. Sorry. Leave me alone. Anyway... Uh, we have a lot that we can discuss today. We're certainly going to discuss the new contract between the New Bedford Police Union and the city of New Bedford, including that the police officers will begin wearing body cams once they've completed training for utilizing those. Now, this is something that we've been talking about for quite a while, and it's something that I think all sides wanted to see. It was just a matter of it wasn't in the last collective bargaining agreement. So we had to wait for the new one to be ratified to be able to include that in there. And so that'll be something that I think will be beneficial, especially where you've had some complaints against the police department in recent years. If you remember the, uh, what was it, We Are the Prey, the report that came out that said that the New Bedford police were profiling people of color, which the department refutes. We also have a couple of different incidents that the New Bedford Light has written about regarding police officer conduct. They have a new story up there today. I don't know if it went up yesterday or, or this morning, but a new story about an officer who is on leave for lying on a police report because he said a suspect dropped his bicycle and got confrontational with him. And it turns out surveillance footage from the area showed that he actually grabbed the bicycle and dropped it from the person who who owned the bike. 
And so, you know, a body camera solves those problems. Now, I, I don't think they're going to be turned on for every response. I don't, I don't know exactly the details of it. I didn't get a chance to hear the mayor yesterday with Marcus and Chris. So I'm going to go back and listen to that podcast while I'm driving down to Gettysburg so I can catch up on all the mayor's comments. But I think that, you know, we'll see definitely some improved accountability on all sides for the police and for the people who claim that the police are making stuff up about them, which, you know, we get those emails almost daily. Take down this story. It's not true. Were you, were you convicted? Yes, but it's not true. Okay, well, sorry, I can't help you. Take down this story. That's an old story. I, I was cleared of all charges. Okay, well, if you have your lawyer send us all the paperwork that says that you were cleared of all charges, we'll take the story down. Then you never see the story. You never see the paperwork. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hi, good morning, Tim. It's your girlfriend. <laughs> good um, morning. Just one of many, I'm sure. But anyway, I was um, I sent you a an email. I think that's what you call it, or a text. I don't know. I tried to do it through the app mm-hmm. about that movie because I looked it up. It was called The Prize Winner of Defiance, Iowa. It's based on a true story. It's about a woman who tries to make ends meet for her large family. I think they've got 10 kids, and her husband's an alcoholic and kind of erratic. And she um, makes makes ends meet by writing these little jingles and, you know, entering any sweepstakes she can. And it's based on a true story, and it's very sweet and hopeful. Um, so I really, I highly recommend it. I'll be the movie critic. I highly recommend that movie. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of... Um Movies like that, that that pass us by. We get so wrapped up in all the big blockbuster films, you know, the Indiana Joneses of the world or, you know, the different franchises, the Marvel movies, whatever, that we miss movies like that. We miss the because people don't go to the movies anymore unless it's for a big deal movie. So you miss right. being able to see films like that, films that can have an effect on you and, and make you think and make you talk about them for days after. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I love movies. I just love that, that whole experience. But I'm not a, a movie snob in that I don't have to have it on the big screen. As a matter of fact, I had COVID for the first time um, two weeks ago. And I was sitting in bed and watching uh, black and white movies on my phone on that tiny screen. Mm-hmm. And I was having a grand time because Joan Crawford is just as scary on the little screen as she is on the big screen. <laughs> well, I, I have a friend who is, you know, he's... He's, it's weird because he's technologically proficient, but yet he also tries to avoid it. He's just a few years older than me, but you know, we call him old man Tenny because he really is like an old man. And so we actually shared a room when we went on a a paranormal cruise and every night before he went to bed, he had a tablet. He picked up a $50 tablet at, uh, at Walmart or whatever, and he loaded it up with old movies and old TV shows, and he would just swap them out, you know, when he watched one and wanted to change it up for another one. And every night before he went to bed, that's what he would do. He would, like, watch an old episode of Dragnet or mm-hmm. watch an episode of The Love Boat or watch an old movie from the 40s. And he said that nothing, nothing made him feel more relaxed than diving into some old television or movie. Right, right. And I just want to say something. I don't know if your bosses are listening or management is listening. I just think that your program and then the one that follows, Chris and Marcus, I get such a kick out of it. And I learn so much. And, like, it's quirky stuff. that, um, And it's just so refreshing. 
that, you know, people aren't yelling at one another. Well, sometimes they do, but that makes it interesting, too. But but I just like the, the lineup. I think it's wonderful. So how do I express that in a, a letter or a text? Just send it to BFM? Yeah, I think the best thing to do would be you could send it uh, on the app chat if you, if you yep. sent. Or uh, there's actually uh, an option on the app that allows you to, like, send us a, a message. Not, not just a straight app chat, but, like, a feedback button. Um, okay. If you use that, that might do it. Or you can just email rock at fun107.com. Oh, then, Michael Rock? Yep. Okay. And then he'll he'll get it. All right, great. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Take it easy. And uh, we have, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to, you know, praise the programming, if you want to bash the programming, whatever it is, if you want to lodge a complaint, if you want to pay a compliment, you can always send it to Michael Rock because he's the director of content. He oversees everything for both stations. So he's he's the big boss here. And then there's a another big boss above him. And if he gets the email, he'll definitely forward it on. Uh, and hopefully he'll forward it on to me too so I can read what you're saying. Whether you're for or against what it is that we're doing. I think that, you know, it, there's obviously going to be an adjustment period where it's not the same thing you were used to hearing every morning. So, of course, there's going to be that little bit of feeling out process. But as I always tell everybody, if you don't like what I do or you don't like what I'm saying, wait five minutes. I'm like the New England weather. Just wait five minutes. It'll change. I have radio ADD. I'm going to go all over the place with different things. You know, I, I've seen some app chat messages. We get some some negative app chat messages, which I've uh, I've vowed here now in this, you know, 6 a.m. time slot, 6 to 9 time slot, not to not to bring that negativity onto the airwaves. I wish you could see the app chat messages that I get because the person who sends them is just a horrible human being. Horrible. The things that he says are horrendous. But I'm learning not to let it bother me. Just ignore him. He's still listening no matter how much he hates everything that's going on here. And one of the complaints yesterday was all you do is harp about local issues. Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you. If you're listening from 6 to noon, you're going to hear a lot about local issues. Marcus and Chris will talk about some national things sometimes. They'll talk about some things that are going on, especially the bigger stories. But they'll always find a way, too, to tie it in locally. So if there's something going on with Ukraine, they're going to have Congressman Keating on. If there's something going on, you know, with offshore wind like yesterday, they're going to have Jake Auchincloss on. They're, they're going to have, you know, we used to say on South Coast Tonight when they were on there, you know, it's where the movers and shakers go to be heard. And they're going to just do the same thing now on South Coast Now. So even the bigger national stories will have a local twist. But I'm just going to talk about local things. You know, some national stuff might come in once in a while, but you can go listen to any other program on the radio and talk about whatever is going on nationally. If you want to talk about the cocaine in the White House, well, here it is, you know, all this time later and we don't have any answers and you want to talk about that, there's nothing more to say that you haven't said already. But if you want to talk about that, there's plenty of other places where you can do that. But where else can you call in and talk about the new security measures at the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament? Where else can you call in and talk about the new contract between the police department, uh, the New Bedford Police Union and the city of New Bedford? Where else can you talk about, we'll talk about this too, the murder that happened, well, the homicide, because it's not technically murder yet, but the homicide that happened 
at the Miles Standish State Forest yesterday where someone opened fire at a picnic area and killed a New Bedford man. You know, you can't talk about these things when you're calling into other radio stations. So that's why we like to focus on the local. And Barry's going to talk a lot about national stuff. Howie has his national stuff. Uh, Jess talks a lot about some national stuff at night. So you've got plenty of opportunities to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it here when I want to talk about the things that directly affect you. See, here's, here's the thing. The local things that we discuss here really matter to you, really make a difference in your life. The things that we're talking about on the national level are just you calling to complain. And in the morning as people are getting up and getting ready, they don't want to hear you complain. They don't want to hear your conspiracy theories. They don't want to hear whatever negativity you're trying to bring about Joe Biden or the Democrats or Hunter Biden or any of that. No. Let's talk about the local things that you'll then be talking about with everybody. I mean, you come here to talk about those things and, and, and to talk about them with Barry and, and Jess and listen to how we talk about them and Taylor because you're not going to walk into work and start talking about, oh, that cocaine in the White House, huh? Because you're going to end up getting into an argument with some of the people that you work with. And it's good. But... If you're listening to this show and you're hearing about the things that are going on in New Bedford, you can walk in and say, oh, did you hear about that new police contract? They're going to be wearing body cameras. They're going to be getting pay raises, and hopefully that means they can start hiring more police officers. They've knocked down the residency requirement for, for new officers from 10 years to four years. These things are going to help. So that's, that's the point of, of, of what we do here. We do local things. That's why when you read the stories that we write, we write about local things. We write about things that we can make a difference with and that you can make a difference with armed with that knowledge. As I always point back to you, I remember the first couple of weeks I was on the air when I had the 9 a.m. show and they had asked me to step in and, and take over the, the, the program and I said, okay, you know, I'll talk about local things because that's what matters. And one of the first stories we covered was the city was looking to charge for parking at Noah's Place Playground. And we talked about that every day for two or three weeks. And you know what happened as a result of us talking about it and you calling in? The city backed down. The city said, you know what, we're going to look at that. We'll, we'll wait and we'll look at it again next year. We're going to just kind of do some information gathering this year and then we'll, we'll take a look at it again next year. And what happened this year? We didn't hear anything about it. And that's because of you. That's because we talked about those issues. And that's just one of the many things that we've discussed. I remember Barry being all over the story about the police officer's home that was shot. And there was no information coming out, but Barry got the police chief at the time on. Barry pushed on those questions. That makes a difference. So you want to call up and, you know, tell us how you think that there was Hunter Biden's cocaine that was in the White House. Okay, first of all, you don't know anything about it. So you don't know that's the truth. Secondly, and even if it is, so what? How did that change your day? How did that change your community? 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments.
half of you right now are saying, Dear Slim, uh, anyway, you know, Shark Week is coming up, and I'm sure your heart is pumping. That means it is pumping all that much-needed blood around your body. Yes, needed for you, but also needed for your fellow citizens as well, because there is a blood, blood shortage going on. And right now, the American Red Cross and First Citizens Federal Credit Union are teaming up to try and take a bite out of that blood shortage. And tomorrow, they're going to be having a blood drive, a Shark Week blood drive. As you know, Shark Week again is coming up. So they're having a Shark Week blood drive on Friday, tomorrow, from 11.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the First Citizens Administration Building 200 Mill Road on the third floor here in Fairhaven. So if you want to be able to make a donation, you can stop by there. It's actually helpful because spaces will be limited. It's actually helpful if you can register to donate at redcrossblood.org slash give. When you go there, you'll find all the information. You're going to be looking for the First Citizens MA blood drive. But you'll you'll be able to go in and donate blood. There is uh, There is no truth to the rumor that this is really just something that the Sharks came up with to make it easy to find some victims. No, this is all about helping your fellow citizens. So again, it's happening tomorrow from 11.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the First Citizens Administration Building, 200 Mill Road on the third floor here in Fairhaven. And again, redcrossblood.org is the website to find out more and you can get more of the details as well. Speaking of sharks, I was I went to the movies a couple weeks ago to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Loved the movie. A uh, lot of previews beforehand. And I'm not somebody that gets upset about the previews. As a big movie fan, I don't sit there and say, oh, another preview. I actually like seeing the previews, especially if it's one that I didn't know was coming out or I hadn't seen the trailer for yet. And I used to watch, there was a show on what, like Access TV. There was a show called Nothing But Trailers. And then there was another one that was called like Trailerama. And I would watch these just to see all these movie trailers. And then you could actually find them on the Xfinity menu. And so I like to watch those all. And I, the movies that I didn't even know were coming out. I didn't know they were making another Expendables movie. That's coming out soon. And I didn't realize that they had made a sequel, speaking of sharks, to The Meg I don't know if you saw that movie. I've only I've never watched the movie start to finish. I've caught it in bits and pieces here and there. But it's a, about a megalodon shark. And they made a sequel to it. And it looks bonkers. So I'm going to have to sit down and watch the Meg. Because it, it looks like I have to see this, this sequel on the big screen. I'm thinking about doing one of those like movie pass things where you can join up and you get to see a certain number of movies a month. As part of the membership, I'm thinking about doing that because I love going to the movies. I do. I, I forget how much I do, and then I think about how much it costs. But now that I can leave a little bit earlier in the day, get into those cheaper matinees. That's the secret. All right, well, it's time to go into the newsroom now and get all the big stories of the day with Adam Bass. An excavation is planned at an Oklahoma cemetery in search of unmarked graves from the Tulsa Race Massacre. City officials say a two-day test excavation is scheduled for today and tomorrow at Tulsa's Oaklawn Cemetery in a section where over two dozen unmarked burials have been unearthed. 
Some of those burials are believed to be victims of the 1921 massacre when white mobs invaded the prosperous Greenwood neighborhood known then as the Black Wall Street and burned it down, killing an estimated 300 black people. An Arizona man is suing Fox News and one of the network's former hosts for defamation. Ray Epps claims the cable news network and Tucker Carlson spread what he calls falsehoods about him being an undercover FBI agent who encouraged the crowd that attacked the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The self-described supporter of former President Trump said Fox News searched for a scapegoat other than Trump or the Republican Party following the events of the Capitol riot. In the lawsuit, Epps said Fox News' lies have destroyed his and his wife's lives. Family members of those killed in the Buffalo grocery store mass shooting are filing a lawsuit. Ten people died last year in a racially motivated attack, and the gunman is spending life in prison. The victim's family members are claiming social media companies and gun manufacturers helped the gunman commit the crime. President Biden is in Finland today for meetings with U.S. allies. Finland officially became the 31st member of NATO this year. It was just announced this week that Sweden will also become a NATO member. President Biden today will be holding meetings with the heads of Finland, Sweden, Norway, Iceland, and Denmark. GOP presidential hopeful and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley will hold a town hall in Greenville next week. Rebecca Hughes has details. Haley's campaign confirmed the town hall will take place Thursday, July 20th at 6.30 p.m. at Zen Greenville on Main Street. The event is free of charge and anyone interested in attending can reserve a spot through the ticketing website eventbrite.com. Haley also served as a U.S. ambassador to the United Nations under former President Trump. I'm Rebecca Hughes. Cleanup is underway after severe weather hit the Chicago area. The National Weather Service says multiple tornadoes were reported in the region last night, including one near O'Hare Airport that briefly grounded all flights at both O'Hare and Midway airports in Chicago. Storm damage was confirmed in Chicago's western suburbs, where there was damage to cars and buildings, as well as down fences and trees. There have been no word of any injuries. The University of Idaho is delaying plans to demolish the house where four students were killed last year. Community members in the town of Moscow want the house destroyed, but family members of the victims want to remain in the event it's needed for the prosecution of the suspect, Brian Koberger. University President Scott Green says there are no decisions that will be met with full support. In the meanwhile, they have paused plans to demolish the house and will reconsider the decision in October. And Beyonce's world tour has arrived in America. The Renaissance tour made its first U.S. stop in Wednesday night in Philadelphia, where the singer did a two and a half hour show before a packed sold out audience at Lincoln Financial Field. In the middle of the show, she brought out her daughter, Blue Ivy, for a three song set. The next stop in Beyonce's Renaissance tour will be Nissan Stadium in Nashville this Saturday night. In sports, the Red Sox are back from break tomorrow. They'll play the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field at 8.05 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Not a whole lot going on as we head through the day today. You can expect a little bit more cloud cover than what we saw yesterday. It's going to be humid, high near 84. And then we'll keep that humidity and the mugginess as we head into the overnight hours. We'll see a low of 73. And then the rain and thunderstorms start to move through in the overnight hours. And that's going to be with us through Friday morning commute. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 71 degrees right now in New Bedford. 
Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. He'll wake you up better than that extra large cup of coffee. Now, more Tim Weisberg on WBSM. Love Ricky Martin, all the way going back to Menudo days, but uh, just take one exception with that song. Mocha is a flavor. It's not a color. I mean, I guess. I'm sure there's a a crayon now called Mocha. But when I first heard that song, I was like, color Mocha? You mean Mocha's a flavor? But I don't know. I I, I haven't bought a pack of crayons in a long time. I'm sure there's a mocha crayon. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in. We also will have a couple of giveaways today. We're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to see the New Bedford Festival Theater's performance of the just one of the most iconic shows of all time, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It's happening at the Zyterian Performing Arts Center, July 21st to the 30th. You can get your tickets now at Zyterian.org, but we will have a pair to give away today. And uh, you know what I'll do because Jack's in tomorrow and Jack's filling in for me tomorrow. So rather than have him deal with having to uh, give away tickets to things, I'll just give away two pairs of tickets today. And we'll wrap things up today, so we will give away two pairs. So if you haven't entered yet, you can do so at WBSM.com and on the app. And then also we will give away today a pair of tickets to see Brett Michaels' Party Gras Tour at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield on Friday, July 21st. Uh, We have uh, two pairs of tickets left to give away here on the air. So you know what? I'll do both of those today as well. And then also we've been giving them away on the app with some trivia questions. And nobody got last night's trivia question. So if you missed out and you want a chance to win some Brett Michaels tickets, you can actually send the answer now to the trivia question. And I will take anybody that sends it in between now and we'll say 8 o'clock. Anybody that sends it in, I will take your answers. I will put them into the, the random selector. And one person who has the right answer will be the winner. And the question last night was, again, don't call in. You got to send it in via an app chat message. But the question last night was, what TV reality game show did Brett Michaels win? 
So if you know the answer to that, send it to me via app chat. And all the right answers will get put into the random selector. And someone will win a pair of tickets to see Brett Michaels' Party Garage Tour. But we'll also, you know, give away more later on today as well. So you can enter at WBSM.com and fill out all your information and we'll select it that way. I know it can get a little bit confusing, but we're just trying to come up with as many different ways to have you be able to win those tickets as possible. All right, 508-996-0500. So we talked a little bit about the new police contract. Certainly we can take some more of your phone calls on that because I think that you're going to see... I don't know if this is going to result in a big boom in in uh, a boon in people coming and applying to be police officers in New Bedford, but it might help with retention of some of the officers because they put in some pay increases for those who have been here, and once the contract is approved by the city council. And they, they're basically the ones that okay the funding of the, of the contract. They're the ones that are going to fund the uh, $3.5 million that this contract will cost. Once that happens, 30 days after that, there will be, there will be a $3,000 retention payment for officers who remain employed with the city 30 days after the council funds the contract. So police officers who are sticking around will get $3,000 which I think is a great thing to offer because some officers were upset about the fact that they were offering a $5,000 sign-on bonus for new officers. Where they say, well, why are they getting $5,000 to come and join us? Why am I not getting anything for staying when there are officers who are leaving? So this will help with that. This will help with retention. The pay scale increase will help with attracting new officers and, and, and probably help with retention as well. They're adding in some special benefits for people who have been on the force for 15 years or more, 25 years or more. And again, you can see all the details at WBSM.com and on the app. And you can see exactly all the different um, benefits that are put into this contract. But I think you're going to see an increase in people applying and people sticking around. And I think there's just stability. There's stability in having a new three-year deal when it's been a couple of years now since the union has had a contract with the city. And I think this kind of ushers in a new era. As the police union put on their Facebook page, there's still some concerns going forward, but that they feel like this is a, you know, this has been a good negotiation process. And if you remember a few years ago, we were getting a lot of, you know, he said, they said between the mayor's office and, and the police union. So it, it looks like they've hopefully turned a corner in terms of that relationship. And I'm not saying that they had a bad relationship, but I'm saying it was a difficult negotiation. 508-996-0500. And also you heard... Um, Adam had mentioned it at the top of the hour news, but there was an incident last night, well, actually yesterday afternoon, in the Miles Standish State Forest in one of the picnic areas. It was the picnic area near the Fearing Pond, which if you've ever gone into the Miles Standish State Forest, and if you haven't been, it's a great place. It's cheap to camp. I don't know how much it is to camp there now, 
But it used to be that if you wanted a site that didn't have electricity and water on it, you just wanted to, you know, to rough it, you got a site for five bucks a night. And I think the sites with electricity and water were like 15 or 20 bucks a night. I don't know how much they are now. But you have camping areas. You have recreational areas. We used to go there all the time when I was a kid and swim in the different ponds. We would go to the Fearing Pond. We would go to College Pond. We would go to Charge Pond. In fact, at one point, I lived not that far from the state forest, and you could actually kind of cross over into it and go to some of these ponds. And I think Charge Pond was the first pond I ever swam across from one end to the other. I tried to do it at College Pond, but it was, I got, the whistle got blown at me. But so you've got these great recreational areas, and apparently at one of those picnic areas, there was a shooting. And a 25-year-old man from New Bedford was shot multiple times and died as a result of his injuries. So Mass State Police are investigating because it happened in the state forest, even though it was in Plymouth. The jurisdiction falls on the state police because it's a state forest. So they are investigating. The Plymouth County DA put out some updates last night. We'll keep an eye out to see if there's anything further that comes out of it. Uh, The Plymouth police had put up on their Facebook page that one arrest had been made, but then they went and they corrected that and said that it was not the shooter. So how much this uh, progresses today or in the next couple of days, I'm not sure. But uh, I saw a lot of people commenting on social media last night. They knew this young young man who was uh, shot and killed yesterday. And it seems like... You know, this is just, you would never expect this to happen at the state forest in the middle of the woods in Plymouth, right? That's not, when you think of where shootings take place, you don't think of it happening there. 508-996-0500. We're going to take a break and be back in a few moments. say that I love these songs either because why would I play them if I hate them, right? Why would I play songs in the morning to get me started and to get you started if I don't like those songs? But I've always been a fan of Electric Avenue, the great song by Eddie Grant, which is actually, you know, it's a bit of a a, a protest song talking about different um, socioeconomic factors, but the song itself is just so damn catchy. You can't deny it. And there's actually an Electric Avenue here on the South Coast. 
And I don't think that it's the one that Eddie Grant was singing about. I don't know if he's ever been to Electric Avenue in Buzzards Bay. But if you are, if you're driving down Route 28, so you're going from Wareham into Buzzards Bay on the Cranberry Highway, the newly redesigned Cranberry Highway, by the way, but you're going down to where like Captain Al's Tiki Bar is and East Wind Lobster and Grill and where Byron's Landing used to be. I don't know if you remember Byron's Landing. So if you get to the spot where Byron's Landing was and you look across the water, kind of directly to your northeast from you know where you're standing, over to your right, you're looking at Electric Avenue. That's where Electric Avenue is, and they have the Electric Avenue Beach there on Buttermilk Bay. It's actually uh, on the Cohasset Narrows. Buttermilk Bay is a very interesting little piece of water because you've got Miller's Cove on the Indian Mound Beach side, and then you've got the uh, Cohasset Narrows. And up in that little neighborhood there, you have Rip Van Winkle Way, Sleepy Hollow Lane, you know, these nice, because these were all people's vacation homes on the water back in the day. And you can still see some of those old old buildings with the, uh, the towers that would look out over the water and all of that. But one of those streets is Electric Avenue. And so when I was a kid and I lived down there and I'd be out riding around on my bike, I'd get over there and I'd be like, I'm going to rock down to Electric Avenue. Uh, but I never got any higher when I went over there. It was the same elevation the whole way. But it was just, it was a lot of fun living in that area for a couple of years when I was, you know, just at that age where I could take off on my bike and nobody really got too concerned, but I wasn't old enough to drive yet. And there was a lot of stuff to explore and to do living like right on the Wareham Buzzards Bay line. I actually lived in, if you know where AJ Marks Jewelers is across from the, uh, the Percy's place in Wareham, that was my yard where A.J. Marks is. A little bit behind the A.J. Marks building is where my pool was. And there's a, a white house there next to A.J. Marks Jewelers. And that was the house that I lived in when I first moved to Wareham. Right on the train tracks. I guess it was an old sea captain's house. Definitely haunted. And I've been trying to get back in there for years. It was a business for a little while. It looks like it's a private residence again, so... I guess I won't be getting in there anytime soon. If you're listening and you live there, I'd love to come over, have a cup of coffee. Maybe talk about any weird things that are going on in your house. Anyway, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in and chime in. The, um, but I, I, I play Electric Avenue because uh, Matt in Dartmouth sent uh, an app chat message reminding me that there is no electricity at all at Miles Standish. So I must have been thinking that it's more money if you have one with water on the site. I know that there were two different price ranges. And I was just was looking up on the uh, on the site for renting campsites at Miles Standish. And apparently they have yurts now, which I was not aware that they had put in yurts. Those little like semi-permanent tent things. I've, uh, I haven't been camping in forever. And I keep saying every summer, I'm going to go do some camping. I was actually invited this year to go camp at the Conjuring House because they've, they've opened that up as a, as a thing you can do there now. 
And the owner said, you know, please come down for one of these weekends. And I was like, yeah, I definitely will. But I don't know. I haven't been camping since I lived in a campground. So I don't know that I want to, you know, voluntarily do it and have have any of those memories come back. Actually, I enjoyed it. I I didn't hate it. But I haven't uh, I haven't been I haven't been since I started sleeping with a CPAP machine. So I can only imagine if I go there and I don't bring the machine, nobody else in the campground is going to sleep. They're going to hear me and be like, "Oh my God, is is that Bigfoot roaming around in the woods?" Are we about to get attacked by a bear? No, it's just the guy in the next campsite snoring. All right, I'm going to take our final break of the hour. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, we're going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment. But uh, apropos of nothing, I did look up some of the different